Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a, a brownie, or not a brownie, but a, like a dog, like a dog weed equivalent of a brownie. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your tree boy. <laughs> All right. I get arrested for animals' cruelty. <laughs> I mean, you're getting them high. It's not like you're. <laughs> Worst things in life. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm sure some people have something to say. You're in a weird headspace. A little bit. You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome out to the Epically Geeky Show, episode number 119. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight's opening question is, did you have a favorite cartoon villain? Uh, would anyone like to go first? Sure. All right, Ray, who was your favorite cartoon villain? Uh, I have to go with Pinky and the Brain. They were oh, villains. okay. They were, they, were, uh, they were my favorite villains because you got to see it from their perspective. and Man, they were fun to watch. Yeah, they were. I, I loved Pinky yeah. and the Brain. Very much so. Uh, Chris, did you have a favorite cartoon villain? Uh, I could think of only two. Um, <laughs> I had a hard time with this one. I couldn't really remember a lot of the cartoon characters from when I was a kid. Uh, Dr. Claw, I really liked him. Oh, yes. For a couple reasons, because you only saw his arm, which I thought was pretty cool. And he had the cat, and he would always be stroking the cat, and all of a sudden something would happen on the monitor, and he'd just, like, freak out on the cat, and, like, squeeze yeah. it. And, the cat would freak out. Uh, and also, Cyril... Maybe there was a reason why. Uh, and then Cyril Smear from the Raccoons, which is a Canadian television show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a blast from the past. He had a bubbling nephew, and I thought he was fun. No, it was funny. He stuff. always had a cigar in his, his mouth. And like, hey. He was... I thought he was funny. <laughs> Sean, did you have a favorite cartoon villain? I always uh, liked Doc Terror from Centurions. Oh, yeah. The cyborg thing, that was, he rocked it. When you think of a villain, that was it. <laughs> um, and I, just, I would, go, oh, go on. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, uh, mine, uh, hands down, has to be Soundwave. Like, uh, the voice, the I, I just, he's he's one of my favorite Transformers, period. But of the Decepticons, man, he was just... That's actually who I was about to bring up, and I was like, ah, no, he, I bet you he's going to do it. So <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was definitely... Uh, uh, there's, you know, of course, I've talked about multiple costumes I like to do. I would love to do a really awesome sound wave, because that would be awesome. Uh, and then, for them to bring it out in the movie, right, Bumblebee, they used... Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. They nailed that all the way around. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That, the, was it... 10 minutes of that movie that was all was the that was worth the price of admission oh, yeah. by itself like everything else i was like this is great but this is what i really oh, came for yeah Dean <laughs> ravage oh man oh yes <laughs> so uh well the reason i bring this up uh unfortunately our our buddy jay couldn't make it on tonight's episode and this was actually a topic he came up with um we're calling it cartoons reloaded so basically he he put it as um, going back and looking at some of the cartoons that we we grew up on, 
but looking at it in a different light, specifically kind of looking at maybe some of the characters, some of the villains that uh, maybe they were just misunderstood. Maybe, maybe you know, there's another another light to look at. You know, what's going on? Uh, to look at their eyes. Um, but you could also say this was also, you know, you could also look at it from any other perspective. We're, we're, we're going back, we're looking at some of these cartoons and seeing if there was maybe a different perspective that you could have looked at them on. So, um, that being said, would anyone like to go first? Sure. Right. Oh, you can go. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to, you know, offer anybody else to go first, but that's okay. I'll go first. Go for it, Ray. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with uh, one that I watched a lot as a kid. Um, now, do you want us to tell you the kind of the premise, and then you guys kind of figure it out? Whatever you, whatever you want to do. All right. So uh, this is the modern-day uh, Robin Hood. Uh, really caring guy, really wants to make sure that, that you know, he takes in a lot of... Um... <laughs> I just read his notes. <laughs> Takes in a lot of uh, foster kids. <laughs> make sure that they they have food on the on the table, roof over their head. Uh, it's not looked you know nicely the way that they do, they do things. But again, he's a modern day Robin Hood. He he you know steals from those rich companies that can they they don't need all this shit anyway, right? Okay. So he's really caring, making sure that they have a future. Uh, but there's there's four teenagers that keep getting in the way of of getting them. Uh, getting into the stuff that they need to to keep keep his ever growing family going, and Shredder just wants to kill those friggin' turtles because. <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. Uh, Modern day Robin Hood, man. He's stealing from the rich. I mean, you've got a point. I mean, he was getting a bunch of these kids off the street and seemed to be taking it. They weren't, didn't seem like they were constantly getting beaten or whatever. They were like, hey, we're going to train you to become, you know, freaking foot soldiers and ninjas and stuff. So it was. So that they can continue to steal from the rich, man. And That's true. <laughs> Damn the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, I didn't even think about that. That's, that's great. Uh, well, Chris, do you want to go next? Sure. All right, I'll go with, with what... Uh... No, I'm not, because I wrote it out differently. Okay, so <laughs> I had a hard time with this, of, of remembering the villains of cartoons that I watched, because I just really remember the stuff that the kids watched, and they don't have villains in their stories anymore. Okay, and... just a side note. That is a thing. Like every so, like a lot of the cartoons they watch, there's like the annoying kid or the the person. You know, they're not their nemesis, but it's it's the one that they're always competing against. But that's about it. Like there are no real hardcore villains hardly oh, anymore. No bad guy, Captain Underpants. They still got bad guys. Well, okay, yeah, there are bad guys on that. Yeah, the one thing. Yeah, and it's recent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I watched a lot of uh, like sitcoms, and those don't have villains in either. Yeah. So I had a really hard time remembering anything. So the first one I remembered was Gardnermel and Azriel. Okay. So here it is. Okay, so Gargamel is a simple farmer who is trying to earn a living and feed himself and his beloved cat, Azriel. But he has an infestation of some type of creature that keeps destroying his crops and terrorizing his cat. He tries mostly in vain to catch the creatures. He tries to tell others, but they don't believe him. Over time, it becomes an obsession, driving him mad. One day he catches one. 
Nicely done. I, you know what? That Gargamel actually crossed my mind. And I couldn't really, like, I kind of thought about it and I just kind of glanced over. But yeah, he did cross my mind as being someone that could be misunderstood. Yeah. It just, just seems so at his wits' end with these stupid smurfs. And it's got a, it, it had to start from somewhere. You can't just wake up and decide to go after these smurfs for no reason. So. <laughs> it, 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 it was a long time coming. Yeah, they had come in those little blue oh, jerks. Jerks. <laughs> um, ooh, pardon me. Um, the first one I'm gonna jump off with is um, um. Okay, so you know he's portrayed as a bad guy the whole time, but but here's the thing: is Megatron? Okay, <laughs> listen. This is all I'm saying. He stepped up to lead a, the corrupt leadership of Cybertron. Obviously, something was going on with the leadership of Cybertron, and it caused this massive war. And he was stepping up trying to end the war one way or the other. Obviously, the uh, the council that was running things, something was happening there. So he decided to step up. So, um, And when he lands on Earth, I mean, you look around, and it's very clear to see that, well, these people obviously don't care about the damn planet. I'm just going to take some of the resources and try to bring my planet back to life. I'm trying to help my people out of a war and rebuild our civilization. That's a noble, that's a, you know, something noble to go after. It may be a couple missteps here and there, but there could be some, there could be some wiggle room there. What the hell is paved with good intentions. intentions? That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> I think you're going to be saying that a lot in this episode. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it's really hard to spin it when you see some of the other stuff he does. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, one of the things that makes a good villain, though, is to be able to uh, at least kind of step into their thought process. That's why the uh, the Vulture in, in Spider-Man Homecoming was an excellent villain. So, not that I would have gone to those lengths or made those decisions. But you can see why he did it. But you exactly, you can see why he did it. Like, you know, freaking, you know, Magneto wants to wipe all of the humans off the planet. But if you grew up with what he did, it's like, well, kind of can't blame you. I mean, <laughs> so, but yeah, those are some of the things that make a, make a good villain is being able to Kind of see things from their side. So, uh, Sean, who who is someone that you think might be misunderstood? So I I gotta admit I kind of read the topic incorrectly. Okay. <laughs> so what I went and did was I picked a few cartoons and altered them to kind of either like do a flip or just change the whole perspective entirely. That's perfectly fine because I did I did a little bit of that myself. Well, and I'm gonna pick. The, my first one was Smurfs as well. Okay. <laughs> right off the bat. But uh, so, like, in mine, the Smurfs are evil. They okay. like, lure kids into the forest by singing and all that, and then they eat them. Ooh. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Gargamel is actually, like, the town physician, and he gets <laughs> cursed by the Smurfs. So he turned ugly. And Azrael is actually his daughter. She got cursed by the Smurfs, too. And the only way for them to get the curse lifted and protect the kids is 
the blood of 12 Smurfs in a stew or something like that. And <laughs> they'll lift all the curses and all that. But uh, yeah, that was, I just all right. flipped it right around. And So in your version of the series, does he ever get close? Like, does he get maybe 10 of them or does he just never get his hands on any of them? It depends if this is going to be a TV series or a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it depends on the rating. <laughs> That's if true. If we can do it R rating, man, they're going in a blender. All of them. Gremlins, <laughs> 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 baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. All right, Ray. Do you have another one for us? I do. Uh, I went with a movie this time, though. Just okay. To change it up. Uh, because I will say this was actually, um inspired by a film theory that was just recently put out there, that uh, Scar was actually the rightful king. If you think about it, in the way that hierarchy actually works and all that stuff, uh, he would have been. He would have been the the natural king uh, because he was the oldest heir. Uh, Simba was clearly not old enough. True. Um, And so my little twist that I did on this one, just... For his perspective, I don't think it was ever shown properly in the movie. And it was that uh, he saw that there was this natural disaster coming. And he said, and he saw that the only way for them to survive was to join up with the hyenas and make sure that everybody had enough food. Because if they kept fighting for the same amount of food, like nobody was going to survive. So he saw this coming. And, uh, and he was trying to tell Mufasa, like, listen, I need you to be on my side on this. I need you to see that this is coming. And Mufasa and him would, would argue about it quite a bit. And that's why everybody thought that Scar was a bad guy. But really, he was just caring for his lions, that, like the lion, his pride. And he, he felt like he knew this was coming and he needed it to, to happen. And, uh, so when, uh, you know, when, when he goes and he sees that uh, Mufasa's on the cliff, and he swipes down to try and save his brother. He it just misses, and it, and he falls, you know. <laughs> and and Simba's view, it looked like it was it was a it wasn't an accident. It looked like he tried to kill his brother, but he was swooping down trying to save him. And and so when he dies, and you know, Simba runs off, but uh, Mufasa does what he says, and he joins up with, and he's keeping that pride alive, right? He's keeping those the. Uh, even though the natural disaster is hit, he's keeping everybody alive, which is what he wanted. Except that Simba comes back, and he's blaming uh, Scar for the disaster that had nothing to do with them. And so that's that's kind of the story there. I almost wish this remake that came out was that story. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, just as a side note... Um, Yes. Has anyone watched? Has anyone seen the new one yet? Yeah, my yes. youngest went and saw it today. He really liked it. Really, yeah. the reviews like Rotten Tomatoes wasn't good, but it's like fifty five percent. But everything that I've everyone I've, I've all the stuff I've been reading is is like all of the animals have no facial expression and they have dead eyes. And I'm just like, yeah, you watch some of these videos early since kind of like. They're singing. It's like it, it's kind of like when you give a dog peanut butter and then voice over it, but just taken to like the nth degree. Uh, I don't know. Christy wants to go see it. We'll, we'll probably maybe go see the see it with the boys, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Disney needs to stick to redoing people. It's too many. I think they've they've just too many too soon, right? Like you could have done a couple and mm-hmm. then kind of sit for a bit, and then you do a couple and get excitement right for the next one, and then do wait something a original. Bit. Let's throw that in there. Throw a couple of original yeah. ones in. Imagine one. that. Yeah. So, um, and this is, right, is oh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say this is the problem that I had with Lion King when we were picking our movies for the for the summer blockbuster. Uh-huh. It's an animated movie of an animated movie. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. It is technically an animated movie. It's not even a live action, really. It's animated just different way. Yeah. So. so. Anyway. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so my next one is Angelica from the Rugrats. When I okay. watched this, because she was always she's calling the villain. them, she's a villain. She was yeah. always calling them dumb babies, and she was <laughs> always trying to get in their way and boss them around and all this kind of stuff. Because she's the oldest, because she's four, and knows everything. Of course, you defend the oldest. So, really, though, she is an only child to two workaholic parents. She is alone a lot, and the only friend she has is her doll Cynthia. So when she is cared for, she's often dropped off at her aunt and uncle's place where she is yet again alone because there's too many babies and toddlers to receive any kind of attention of any kind from anybody. So she's lonely and she starts to get attention by any means necessary, which is in antagonizing babies. Which is antagonizing the babies because she's got she doesn't have anybody. Her parents don't pay attention to her. The her aunt and uncle don't pay attention to her. Even when she is being a jerk, they don't pay attention to her. So she's sort of, she's alone. You're making me feel bad for her, and I hated her. I didn't like her. <laughs> about it. She was, yeah, she was pretty lonely. Yeah, she didn't have anybody except Susie, but Susie came later. Yeah. Susie was her own person, so. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> She's just she's just trying to be her, you know, and like you said, she's literally surrounded by a bunch of babies and her parents are not paying attention to her. No one else. All the adults are just way out there in that cartoon. Oh, yeah, in that hotel. Yeah, those children are left alone too much. Yep, absolutely. Um, The next one I had was um, also kind of a little bit of a different retelling, but still kind of there. Um. Does anyone ever feel like Barney and the Flintstones just like kind of humored Fred and he was constantly being bullied? Yeah. Because Fred was a loudmouth and kind of pushed everyone around. And I mean, you know, Barney's living next door. He he can't afford to move, so he just kind of has to humor Fred. Um, you know, uh he just has to deal with all the crap that's going on, you know, and, and you know, Fred's a loudmouth, he doesn't treat Wilma the best, so like, you know, Betty's basically kind of like her friend slash therapist. It's just like it's a bad situation there in Bedrock. And you feel bad for the dude. I mean, yeah, he laughs and stuff, but it's not it, it sounds jovial, but it may be more like <laughs> Yeah, whatever you say, dude. <laughs> just don't punch me in the face. Yes, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Just don't hurt me. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of got this. Kind of got this feeling that maybe things aren't so great there. And like I said, you know, he, him and him and uh, Betty every night are just talking about like 
when they can move and how they can get away and <laughs> see yeah. if they can talk, you know, freaking talk Wilma to, to taking the kid and, and going. So just saying <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> yeah, Fred was a, was it based on, um, the honeymooners. The honeymooners. The honeymooners. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought about the Flintstones. That, that I could probably use a retelling. So, which supposedly we're getting a new Flintstones, and and it's not going to be done by um, Seth MacFarlane. Apparently, he was going to do it and has dropped off the project or something. So, mm. I don't know who's doing it, but yeah, he's too busy with Horville. Yeah, probably. He three be. as he should be. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right, uh, Sean, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is a slight twist on uh, King of the Hill. So, oh, okay. Okay, because there's no villains in King of the Hill. It's just True. Like what talking about earlier and all that. So, you guys, I'm assuming you guys watched X Files. Okay, there was an episode on X Files called Arcadia, and it's basically uh, Fox and Scully go undercover in a Arcadia. It's a little hamlet that people are like disappearing kind of thing uh-huh. it's the whole episode focuses around you have to maintain the status quo all the rules and regulations otherwise a monster is going to come and kill you so that's what they're tracking down so with that in mind king of the hill um hank and the boys are running that place just you have to have everything just so if you break one of the homeowner association rules or something like that, <laughs> something bad happens, you're dead. So like Hank is like the man and like if everything's running smooth, it's a normal series. But as soon as something happens, you know, so Hank's running it. Dale's obviously head of surveillance. You got Boomhauser, who is kind of the 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 public affairs guy plus he's a bit of the muscle and then you have bill who is the example guy see he screwed up his lawn one time and hank lobotomized him with his propane accessories so he's been made an example of the, to, to keep him out there but um yeah it, it, the series could be just normal but as soon as someone breaks a rule hank you know what? He goes out and takes care of business. And unfortunately, <laughs> Bobby keeps screwing stuff up because that yeah, boy ain't yeah. right. Exactly. But he's the boss's son. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just a little twist. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um. All right, uh, Ray. You got another one? I've got I've got a really tiny one, and then I got a, another one that I really like. Okay, I've actually got two more as well, so. Okay, so I'll do the little one. Um, Pinky is the real brain. Pinky is the one that always points out the flaw in uh-huh. her <laughs> schemes and his plans. And I stole this one from Chris. Because <laughs> we were talking about it with the kids. Yeah. Pinky's the smart one, man. Pinky's like, dude, he's, he's joyful. He's He loves life. He's But he's <laughs> He's the savant that says, "That's fucked up. That's wrong. <laughs> not gonna work. That's Ray. not gonna work." If you and and he doesn't go on to say what would really happen if he went, you know, if if because if if Pinky were to actually come up with a plan, 
he would see it all and be like, they would have taken over the world. There would have been no show, so that's why. And so they've just helped him. So he's just humoring him, or? Uh, He just likes watching brain struggle. Oh, okay, I got it. I was going to say, so is he like... How did they put it in the la- in this last book we just read? Little fingering him, like I was—is he like pulling the strings? And he's like, <laughs> I think he's just humoring him. <laughs> like, listen, that's not going to work, dude. But okay, we'll go through with it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's just a quick one that we discussed briefly. Very nice. Um, do you have another one? Me? Yeah, yes. I only have one more. I only have okay. one more. So mine is Megabyte from Reboot. I was wondering if one of y'all was going to take on Reboot. I love Reboot. I'm glad she took it because I like her version. So along with his sister Hexadecimal, they've been abandoned in an unknown landscape and soon separated. Megabyte vows to find his sister and make their way back home. But everyone he encounters tries to stop him, believing that he is a criminal on the run uh, because... When he, when him and his sister appeared, it was around the same time that there was a land, uh, a disaster, destroying parts of mainland. But it was their father, Kilobyte, that's to blame, not them. So Megabyte is just trying to get his sister, find her, and pull her ass at a mainframe to just get back home. Hmm. And it was their dad who did all the damage, and he's the real villain. His name is Kilobyte. I found that out. You know that. <laughs> and everyone else is just getting in the way. Yeah, everybody else is getting in the way. Gotcha. They think they're the bad guys. Yeah, they think Megabyte and Hexadex are the bad guys, but they're not. It's Kilobyte, their dad. I like how you, I like that. Uh, did y'all see the 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 history of reboot that I, I sent the YouTube video? Uh, I have to admit, I don't think I watched it. I don't okay. know. Okay. Oh, yeah, the guy who does Toy Galaxy on uh, on YouTube does these really good, um, hi- you know, histories of random cartoon series or toy series or something like that. And he, he did the reboot, and um, okay. I understand why now it had it, the, the issues that it had and why it only lasted as long as it did and everything else. Because it's like, man, that show almost almost never should have been made. Like, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with that thing, so... Yeah. But I enjoyed it too. When you know when they did show it down here, I did enjoy it. So, uh, but it didn't seem to, to hang around very long. Uh, the next one that I had is um, it, the 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 theme song even tells you that there's a problem. Um, did y'all ever watch Heathcliff? Yes. <laughs> there's a specific line in there that says "terrorize the neighborhood." What if he's not really the hero? What if, like, he's the villain? Like, he's got a gang of cats. They steal food. They get into fights. They say se- they sexually harass the female constantly. They're just like constantly like coming on to her. I'm like, wow, you're not really that great a dude. Like, it- it's almost the um. There's a thing out there that I can't remember what it's called. It's something like Zach Morris is an asshole or Zach Morris is a jerk or whatever. And it goes back and it looks at these old episodes of Saved by the Bell and looks at Zach's actions. And they're like, he was a douchebag. He was yeah. not the hero in that in that series. He was a royal douche. I never liked Zach, ever. I always said he was a jerk. He was a jerk. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, man, I think Heathcliff kind of falls under the Zach Morris 
phenomenon there. Like he's presented <laughs> as being the hero you want to root for, but in reality, his actions are not kosher. He's Jim from the office. He's Jim from the office. Technically speaking, but I still love Jim. <laughs> Single Jim is not a really Single nice guy. Single Jim is not nice. <laughs> Yeah, but Dwight asked for it. Anyway, um... Dwight does his own shit. He's just not as... He's not any better. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, I thought I, I thought Heathcliff would be one to look back at on and be like, eh, I don't know. This is, uh... This is kind of shady, shady stuff. So... Uh, Sean, what's your next one? Alright, I've got one left. Okay. This one kind of got a little dark. This is a uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, claymation movie, <laughs> I, dude! Keep going, keep going. All right. So uh, the story is identical right up to the point where he makes it to the island of misfit toys. Right? Okay. There he becomes radicalized and filled <laughs> with hate, and uh, yeah, they start up like the guerrilla warfare thing and all. That. He becomes the leader, <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, he comes back with an army of misfit toys into the village, and those who laughed and called them names lose lose their noses. They get them all cut off. Um, when he sees Clarice again, he does the whole uh, Hannibal Lecter, hello, Clarice. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not even going to attempt it because it, it just sounds stupid. Hello, Clarice. It, it, there you go. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Hermie the Elf. Uh-huh. He starts uh, practicing all of his dental stuff on unwilling patients and yanking all the teeth out and all of that because he just—that's horrific. Them. That's a nightmare uh, of mine. Santa tries to de- defend the village, but is um, surprisingly betrayed by Mrs. Claus, who turns out to be a closet sadist. So uh, she's been slowly poisoning Santa for years with the cookies, but. Uh, this just sped things along. So then they flash freeze Santa, throw him in the middle of the town as an example. And yeah, happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to go off on these whole things that point out that Santa Claus is an asshole. Uh, all of the other, all the other reindeer are, are jerks. Like all of the elves are just, everyone in that movie is basically an asshole to well, yeah. our central characters. So you can understand why it, it was, I found, when I was writing these, it was just much easier to um, convert good people into bad ones uh-huh. to yeah. corrupt them. It's yeah. so much more fun to corrupt. <laughs> so this is like falling down at the North Pole. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I was thinking about that for Gargamel, but yeah. <laughs> It's funny, I saw something on Facebook the other day that was like, watch Falling Down as a kid, thought, what's this asshole's problem? Watch it as an adult, was like, no, I understand. I get it, yeah. <laughs> I get it. He's a hero. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ray, you said you had one more? I do have one more. Uh, this is my last one. Um, this one I like. This one's good. So, this is why I didn't pick this cartoon, because that yeah, one was just I, way too good. I, I picked this one. Well, we'll see. Cartoon. Anyway, so Inspector Gadget. Okay. If you think about Inspector Gadget, he had to go through a lot of shit to get the way he did, right? So he's gone through a lot of 
uh, a lot of surgeries, a lot of uh, rebuilding, very much like Wolverine had to, right? And and if you look at it, Wolverine didn't do so well mentally. <laughs> yeah. And every time you see uh, Dr. Claw, he's looking at a monitor. And so it's just Inspector Gadget looking at himself. They are trying to uh, – he's lost his mind. He's completely insane. And they're trying to bring him back by letting him watch the good deeds that he used to do. And it's this alter ego that wow. is just lost it. And, See? And, yeah. I like that. that. That's pretty trippy. I, that one. <laughs> I just had it out. I like, like that. I had it down as one of my things, and then he told me that. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you never see his face. Because it, it is uh, it is Inspector Gadget, mm-hmm. man. And, and after all those surgeries, could you imagine? Oh, you yeah. You would lose yeah. your mind. And, yeah, so to try and bring him back, they're like, no, this is these are good things you used to do. And like, nope, that's my alter ego. That, that's, that's my arch enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, I like that. That is trippy. Um, before I throw my last one out there, uh, uh, let's bring up the one that Jay used as his example, and that was Skeletor from He-Man. And he's like, what if Skeletor was trying to save Eternia from an oppressive monarchy? And I was like, yeah, I mean, monarchies tend to not do so well. Like, you know, they basically called in this muscle to, to, you know, put everyone, you know, keep everyone in line. So... I was like, that was an interesting idea. I kind of like that one. Um, the last one. Go on. I just thought of one real quick while you guys were talking. But go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say the last one that I had was, um, so there's this group of scientists running around the city with fake light shows, capturing ghosts, and they're really wrecking the environment. And Walter Peck is just trying to <laughs> fucking do his job. I mean, you know, they're running around. Okay, if ghosts are if ghosts are real, and you're trying to capture them, which obviously they're not, then why do you have one as a pet? What? This doesn't make sense. These guys are full of shit and need to be shut down. <laughs> and that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Chris? Oh, so I thought one. Uh, the Care Bears. So no heart is actually allergic to them and that's why his voice sounds that way and that's why he's constantly trying to get rid of them it's just severely he's got to live far away yeah it's just an allergy thing guys <laughs> get the hell away from me <laughs> just stay away and everything would be fine no. exactly keep coming at me with your tummies what would I do without that <laughs> Um, one other one, and I just thought of it because I was looking at the uh, the uh, cover art for the episode. Was uh, I also put the Joker on there? Um, you did watch. Y'all have seen the uh, um, um, movies with Mikey where he he breaks down the Dark Knight, right? I haven't yet. I you that. haven't? No. His whole premise, and I'm not giving anything away, is um, Batman is not the is not the hero. It's the Joker. And it's it's basically, you know, listen, there's a corrupt government. There's all these gangsters. Uh, Batman has no problem with the corrupt government. 
he's just whatever. He's just going along. And the Joker's like, no, I'm I'm going to take everyone down at once. Because he's the one that actually defeats all of the uh the crime bosses. He's the one that starts, you know, ripping, you know, causing problem, you know, issues with the government or whatever that is obviously corrupt. Batman actually does none of those things. The only thing he does is work to stop the Joker, which technically makes him the protagonist in the movie. Like, so, of course, he explains it a lot better than I do. But I'm, yeah, go back and watch that movies with Mikey about uh, the Dark Knight because it's it's phenomenal. Like it's like wow, I really can't argue with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I still uh, think that. The Joker's the Batman from the future. Batman from the future? That was the best theory. <laughs> I do like that one. Well, I mean, he does. There is that saying, you, what is it? Um, you either die or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Villain, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, does anyone have anything else they want to throw out there? If not, we'll go ahead and move on to our pack, uh, picks and pans. All right, let's go and do it. Uh, just to keep the train going the same way around, you you want to go first, Ray? Uh, sure. Uh, well, I guess her pick is the, the kitty. <laughs> She's playing right now, so I can't I can't grab her. But uh, this is Minerva. Minerva. <laughs> and, and how did y'all settle on that name again? She's a she's a cat. You gotta name the cat Minerva. The big Potter heads. So I named her Minerva. She is Minerva McGonagall. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, so I've been working on setting in the house and stuff like that, and then I needed um, need something for a long time. We were gonna get. Oh, that's what it was. My sister needed a canvas for mm-hmm. her store. She's opening up, and uh, and so like, hey, or no, I'm just driving by one of the shops, and she's like, hey, there's a pet store. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the cats. What? <laughs> so I pulled in. And we got the cat. <laughs> so where did this come from? Was this something that's been like brewing for a while? Or was this just kind of a... Where did this come from? Because it kind of came out of left field into the car. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I wanted... Realistically, if we could swing it, it would be another dog, but we can't because dogs are super needy. And with me going back to work, I, there's just the time commitment's not going to be there. And with right. the side of being alone a lot, so I thought he needed a little buddy. And I've been slowly getting used to the idea of getting a cat. Or my sister-in-law uh, lives next door to this family um, that lets their cat out. He's become this neighborhood cat, and he's gorgeous. He's a Norwegian forest cat, and he's beautiful and he's the sweetest Very thing sweet and I love him and if I could kidnap him I would <laughs> <laughs> and he just magically appeared at our house that's what would happen but so knowing that Wicked you know because he's super needy and he needs a buddy and um, cats just sort of are kind of these independent little entities and yeah. and then coming to your house Eugene and seeing how well your dogs and your cats sort of Lived together, even though they didn't really play together and they were very separate, but they all existed yeah, nicely together. So we're working on it. It's been over a week, and she's, she's, I, she's I actually it. laid down with him a couple of times, and then uh-huh. 
more recently when she goes to lay down with him, he lays. He, he like growls a little bit and grumbles and gets away. And mm-hmm. it's like, so we got to, no, you'd be nice to your sister. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Give it time. It, it it will take time. Like we're to the point, like the cats have completely integrated with Max at this point. And even Conan isn't really bothered that much anymore. Like if they start messing with him, he'll, he'll kind of rail at him. But other than that, like it's, we've gotten back to a pretty harmonious house again. It'll just take time, but she's yeah, she's 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 doing great. She's it's doing really it's good. Making it now that we gotta make sure he's not feeling yeah. too uh, left out. Left out. He's being a little bit of a jealous older brother right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. talking about you, buddy. Yes. Well, if he gets lonely enough, he'll he'll decide to play. So, which yeah. I think will happen. Yeah, probably so. Um. Well, Chris, do you have a picker pan? Uh, pick other than the cat. Other than the cat. <laughs> other than the cat. Then we finished Stranger Things, and yes, it yes. was good. It I didn't think it was as good as the other the first two seasons. Um, I reserved the right to comment until the fourth season. Okay, uh, Christy and I are halfway through it. We haven't got to finish it yet. Yeah, so I didn't. I liked it. I just didn't like it as much as the first two. Logan, okay. Feelings about this, which she's making a face right now. <laughs> she's got all the feels of a 13 year old. I've heard there are a lot of feels to be had. Oh, yes. There's a lot. Um, and then, I don't know, I had a whole bunch of pics. Oh, I'm reading Outland right now by Dennis yes. Taylor. And I love it. I'm oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, I'm about halfway through. I think I'm on chapter 48 or 48. 48. I'm on chapter 48. And I really, really like it. Sort of want to turn into a bit of a prepper, just because yep. it makes you a little bit paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really she, like it, and I really like uh, Roy Porter's narration. So yes. Really like that. Yeah, it's mm. really good. And then... Um, She's at the point where uh, shit just hits the fan. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's just happened a few chapters ago, so I'm sort of getting into the nitty gritty of it. But I already love it. I loved it from like the first chapter. I'm like, I'm in. Well, it's interesting though because we listened to the first chapter together a while ago, and she's like, no. Yeah, but we were also listening to the declaration, and then we were listening to other other things, and it was just like, I can't right now. But so, and then I listened to it by myself. And then, and then she's like, oh, I like it. Yeah. Good, because it's good. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> reminds me a little bit of my uh, schooling a little bit from college, just some of the things we had to learn. Uh-huh. And I had a uh, earth science class and a soil and uh, soil class, too. So just a little bit of that. So it's kind of neat. But it's really good. I, I like it better than the Bobverse so far. Just because I understand more of it, I can relate a little bit more to it with that. With, Aaron, one of the characters. I'm curious as to where they're going to go with the story. Yes, I can't wait to see where he goes with it. So. And I got a kayak, and that's it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, do you have a pick your pan for the week? Um, My pick is the new Picard trailer. Oh my god, yes. Blew me away. I cannot wait for that series. 
It was just good, man. Seeing John Luke even speaking, like a couple speaking lines, was yeah, enough. it was like oh, this is perfect. Um, and my pan is the heat this week. Oh, it's okay. been absolutely yeah. brutal, uh, horrible at work. It's yeah. hard to do anything. It was yeah. hot. It felt hotter here yesterday than it did in Colleen yesterday. Yeah. So, I don't know that I work. I'm like, that's gross. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. Like wearing like full coveralls and paper suits and double gloves and all that when it's 40 degrees C, which is like 104 Fahrenheit. Uh-huh. It, it's hard to do anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like it's – I have no – I'm working to try to get my proton pack finished for next weekend, and I just – I come home, and I have like – I have to really work to get some motivation because I just have no motivation when I come home after work. So – and even even Christy's like just even staying at home, she's like it's just – anytime you go outside, you it just drains you, and you don't want to do anything. Close to getting an air conditioner. Chris close. almost broke. I, I was like, let's get one. I couldn't do it. Yeah, this close to getting an air conditioner. We instead we got a couple of fans that it made it a lot better, and knowing that tonight the heat's gonna break. Yeah, uh-huh. but so close to getting an air conditioner. I was just so done with the heat because I it's, you start feeling nauseous and you just yeah yeah. And then going in and out of air conditioning spaces to the heat. That doesn't is help not, either. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. At least you you don't want to be that jackass that walks in, you know, the door's open, you stand there, and the cold air hits you, and you're just like, can I just stand here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm releasing all the cold outside, but I need this. It feels so good. <laughs> Logan would just like to quickly say she watched The NeverEnding Story, and she liked it, but she's dead inside because she did not cry when Artax. <laughs> she didn't cry. Nothing. Nothing. She said she mm. felt guilt about it. So my sister was giving me shit because Logan hadn't seen this right uh, until recently. And I said, well, we tried. And she refused. She watched it when she was little. She just doesn't remember. Yeah, but uh-huh. she refused to watch it later. Yes. Like, I've tried a couple of times. Yeah. Because she liked, she liked uh, E.T. She loved Stranger Things. I'm, I'm like, cool. This is another one you would really like. Yep. Oh, and yeah. then, of course, Stranger Things. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, that is one of my picks. Like I said, Christy and I are about halfway through it. Um, I, like I said, I'm I'm really I've got an event next week, and I'm really busting my butt trying to get my new proton pack finished. Um, so I've been working on that. Uh, hopefully, I'll get it done here in the next couple of nights, and we can actually finish the show. So, um, second pick is I actually got to watch it for the second time today. Spider Man: Far From Home. Um, Technically, it rounds out this phase of the Marvel movies. Um, Yeah, I can see this being the capstone. It doesn't really matter. It freaking it's it's a great movie. Um, We talked a little bit about the show. I won't mention it too much, you know, since we didn't make this like a spoiler episode. But um, I was a little little on the fence about Mysterio. Uh, On one hand. I loved what they did, and on the other hand, I'm like, well, I could see it going the other way, but regardless, I love it, and um, I don't care how old she is, Aunt May is still gorgeous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
completely, I understand where Happy's coming from. Uh, speaking of Happy, uh, have, have y'all seen the uh, have y'all seen the movie Chef? Yeah, I love Chef. Yeah. Have you watched the Chef show on Netflix? A couple of episodes. Yeah. When you get to the episode where it's uh, him, John Favreau, and Tom Holland, and Robert Downey Jr. and the Russo brothers, and what's his face that's uh, Paul Fig that are all and they're just sitting there talking about food and Marvel stuff and it's just like this is crazy uh, there's a later episode where they go to Austin and it's him and his chef friend and they're with Robert Rodriguez and he's talking about how he makes his movies and how it compares to how he makes uh, like vegan pizza and like everyone loves it and it's just like it, it's so crazy. This show would totally not work on television, but it's just, it's, oh my God, it's so good. Um, yeah, I freaking love Chef Show, and I cannot wait for them. I, I sure as hell hope we get a second season, because uh, I would like to, I mean, the whole reason they did it, John Favreau said, after they made the movie Chef, he was like, man, I miss cooking with you. And the guy's like, I miss cooking with you. They're like, well, let's just get together and we'll film it. Maybe we'll do something with it. And <laughs> this is what it turned out to be. So, um, Hopefully we get something else out of it. So, <laughs> speaking of Marvel, sorry, I'm going to throw one thing in there. Yeah. Uh, right now they're doing the uh, the Comic Con uh, Marvel panel, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't wait to see what's coming out of that. I right before we started the show, someone posted a picture of the timeline, and at, at the picture they posted just said Marvel movie, kind of you know when it's there, and it was you know, where they're about to start announcing and I haven't seen it. So after the show, I'm sure I'll have to check in and see what, uh, we'll be checking out. and then I did see one screenshot of somebody, like they just snapped a picture. Uh-huh. And all it said on there was what if, so I don't know where they're going. Oh, I've heard, uh, yeah, I can't remember what character it was, but yeah, they were going to do a what if movie. Really? Amazing. Yeah. That is amazing if we're to that point in if we're to the point where we can just start doing what if stuff, hell yeah, that would be awesome. Because there's so many stories they could do. Uh-huh. Like the what ifs are incredible. They're yep. stories, but they have to be standalone stories. Oh yeah, because you can't you can't mess with the with this wonderful thing they've built. But yeah, being able to step out from time to time and just go, let's have some fun. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. So, um, well, that is it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. Uh, you can also find us on a couple of the other uh, podcasting apps out there. Uh, it really would help. Uh, if, if you do that, helps us get in the uh, bump up in the ratings and more people can find the show. Um, you can find us at Epically Geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and, of course, at epicallygeeky.com. Uh, there you'll also find uh, our other shows, the Marginally Geeky Show. We just finished reviewing um, The Vexed Generation by Scott Meyer, and uh, we're reaching out, trying to schedule another interview with him. And he wanted to specifically say, this is the last book in the series for now. So it sounds like he definitely has plans to go in the future. Justice for Philip! Justice for Philip! Yeah. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and then uh, the Sustainably Geeky Show, the episode that just came out was about light pollution, um, which was really interesting. Uh, Jen's really killing it with uh, the um, uh, guest that she's been having on. So, um, where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, the Reluctant Yeti 
uh, reluctant right now because of the heat, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you can find me there. I've got uh, one more skateboard to finish up. Uh, and then I have uh, a big four by four canvas that I've got. I'm going to make some changes to it. Uh, and then got another couple canvases to go. And then I'm probably going to start posting on Instagram and putting up for sale. So we'll see oh. if that's anywhere. Yeah. So I need to get out of my house. There's no more room. <laughs> I need to make room for, for other ones that are coming in my, in my head. And, uh, I've also got, um, so there's a small store in, it's a coffee shop, uh, in, uh, Port Elgin called, uh, Rabbit Dash. Uh, it's a wicked little store, uh, and I've talked to them and he might be interested in displaying on uh, the skateboards, which is pretty cool. So, mm. oh, uh, cool. yeah, but anyway, that's kind of where I'm working on. Nice. Uh, Chris, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Cedar Birch Cottage. I haven't been posting anything. It's like right in the middle of Classic Creature Pie, and I've just been watching everybody else do it. Um, and uh, here at Epic Geeky on Marginally Geeky and Stately Geeky, which we should be recording a new episode at the beginning of August. And I forget what we but we have a guest. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sean, where can we find you online? Oh, uh, I'm on Marginally Geeky if I can get the book done and uh, Epically Geeky whenever they keep inviting me on and uh, You're one of the regulars now, what are you talking about? I know. You're a regular It's roughly, you gotta put a little Canadian flag in the uh, EG Basically, yeah like it's (laughs) (laughs) North, buddy, we the North Yeah Uh, and that was always, you can find me at Optimus Jane on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And hopefully I'll be posting some more pictures of a proton pack this week that completely finished, which would be nice because I'm ready to get it done. <laughs> so for everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 